Welcome to Worthy Radio. I am so excited to have back in the studio with us Byron Davis. He is a mastermind when it comes to business, really spiritual philosophy, you name it. This man is a genius. He's one of the people I consider a coach in my mentoring and coaching community. And today he is sharing the four steps to launching a 10K a month business around who you are, doing what you love, and really being authentically you. And so on part one, Byron is going to share why now is the time to launch and how you can cut through some of the noise. And then if you stay tuned for part two, uh, he will give you some practical tips on moving forward. So welcome to part one with mastermind business coach Byron Davis on the four steps to launching a 10K a month business around who you are doing and sharing what you love. Welcome to Worthy Radio. Greetings and welcome to Worthy Radio. This is Shannon Yvette, your host, and I have a very special guest on today. You guys have heard from him before, master business strategist, anointed coach, appointed really to speak to us in this season to cause us to rise to a different level of greatness. I'm joined by Byron Davis. What's yes. up, what's up? Hello. How you doing, now, I've Shannon? heard from y'all. Y'all like him. <laughs> so what I've decided to do on today is to let Byron take us through some principles. I am a student on today. Byron is somebody I consider one of my business mentors and coaches. And so I'm just as excited and ready as you are. Hopefully you have something out where you can take some notes because this man drops platinum wisdom. So we we wanna be here and present to receive and also to take notes. So today we are talking about four steps to launching a 10K a month business around who you are, doing and sharing what you love. So welcome, Byron. Thank, Thank you for you. being back with us on Worthy Radio. Um, I'm excited. I'm pumped. And uh, this is definitely, I think, a season where um, I think God is, is, is having us in that transition mm-hmm. where we all have to literally step out of our comfort zone and step up to that greater call in our life. Right. And so I think this is a timely uh, season or period for all of us, including myself. And so when as I'm sharing today, it's, it's sharing from a place not as a guru, I don't be, I don't like that term, or I don't consider myself a guru. Um, I'm a player coach. All right, so you, right. you know those those coaches that um, you know they they've been there, done that. They are in it themselves, right? And they 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 coach from that. So it's like they're walking it, they're figuring it out, and they're immediately sharing and, and challenging and encouraging people to come alongside them in the process. So so that's that's the position that I come from. I don't come from a, uh, a place where I think I know it all or or anything, but I, I come from a place of, hey, this is this is where what I'm committed to. This is what mm-hmm. I'm doubling down in. And uh, if, if you want to go through the dip and the process with me, I invite you to do that. Yeah. You know, I think about in, in the work that I do, there's a teacher, a sage and a guide, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you are at that sage level wisdom. You've you've mastered something. You have your 10,000 hours. And then sometimes you're a guide where you're going along with. And yep. so I'm grateful that I see you in all those three brackets. Mm-hmm. There's sage level wisdom. There's the teaching gift. And then there's the, the guidance of come go along with me. Yeah. And so we talk a lot, especially in 
our realm, Christianity, about shifts and you feel it and the transition and God. And, you know, we, we can sense intuitively when things are shifting, mm-hmm. when God is repositioning us. So why do you feel now is the time to launch? You're speaking to people who want to step out and do something that's an authentic reflection of their spirit right. and their soul and their calling. But why now? I think now um, people are are beginning to embrace the the reality that we all want the same thing. No matter no matter what form it takes, we all want freedom. We want freedom to play to our strengths. I, I call it live, play, and get paid. <laughs> the freedom to live, play, and get paid. To live our passion and our purpose. To play to our strengths, hmm. and then and to make a, a good and honest living, helping others, doing and sharing the stuff that we love. But the problem is society, traditional school, never really teaches us how to do that. I mean, schools uh, right now are, are being disrupted uh, in a huge way because they're an antiquated model that was built for the Industrial Revolution, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and we've, we've far passed that. And so schools are trying to figure it out, but they, they, they've never taught us how do we, one, discover our gifting, our passion, and, and, and then how do we then have the courage uh, and the skill sets, develop the skill sets to double down in that long enough to produce fruit that becomes valuable to other people. Because it's only when our strengths become valuable to other people, become solutions to other people's problems, that's when you know commerce can take place. That's when the exchange can take place. You can, you people will be willing to pay you to uh, to do and share the stuff that you love. And 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 no one teaches us that. And so that's right. why I think in the season. Um, I, I have a burden in my heart to to walk people along that process, that discovery process of uh, of getting paid to be you. So it's interesting because before we get into these four points, I want to I do want to go into a little bit into the spirit, um, as I like to do. Mm-hmm. You said the word disruption, and then you said discover, mm-hmm. and and the word disruption has been on my spirit mm. really about how we talked earlier before we started taping every level of the calling is a different requirement. Mm-hmm. It's it's a different, almost laying down of the former life and, and some of the story and some of the baggage in order to make room yeah. for what God is doing. Yeah. So let's talk about disruption yeah. and then let's talk about discovery from the place of the spirit and, right. and the soul and then how that manifests into doing something that you love. Mm-hmm. Life is cyclical, we know that, okay? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and because of that, there's always a beginning there's a, a journey to maturation, and then there is an end or death. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and and it goes through that cycle. Right. Once once something has reached that period where it's fully mature and it's now time to die or be reinvented, there is a disruption that takes place, mm-hmm. and uh, and and we we see it in the marketplace, but it also happens with us yes. individually. Yes. And, and and there are three responses. Okay. That 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 people can choose when they encounter disruption. Number one, they can resist disruption. You know, they can they can rebel against it. They can they can deny it, right? And and that's what a lot of people do. A lot of people see things happening outside or around them and uh, and because they they don't like it, they automatically try to push against it. Mm-hmm. But but the reason but reason why that's not a good good choice is because it automatically postures you as a victim. And, and when, when you try to deny the disruption, when you try to, uh, to resist it, um, you posture yourself as a victim that things in life are happening to you. 
as opposed to happening through you. And God has given us co-agency. And so we don't want to, to deny disruption. Okay, that's one, one thing. Uh, another another way that people tip, typically respond to disruption is um, they, they begin to to you know just kind of passively um, exist. They, they 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 think that they're good enough to get along, and and many times we are. We're we're good enough to get by, mm-hmm. and and we start to grab onto our go tos when when God is having us step into a new season, uh, and there's disruption. Many times the 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 the, the tendency is to start holding on to like things. Like double down in our comfort zone. Comfort down, exactly. Comfort, <laughs> right. you know, go and, and go go with your your go tos. Right. And all, but you know, you're in a season now where those go tos are no longer going to be, uh, you know, they're not going to suffice. They're not right. going to be what you need in order to thrive in, in the new in the new season. And so you don't want to get stuck there. And a lot of people are getting stuck there in that posture. They're getting stuck in their comfort zone and, uh, and they don't want to embrace it. The last uh, way to, to kind of respond to disruption is to embrace it, is to embrace disruption and allow your obstacles to lead the way. And, that, and that's a beautiful season to be in because God is not calling you to have all the answers. He's calling you to have enough faith to do what you can with what you have right where you are. Yeah. And he's faithful to then helping us navigate through that disruption so that we begin to thrive in that new season. Wow. And I love I love Ryan Holiday's work with mm-hmm. the stoicism and the obstacles the way. But Marcus Aurelius was really the first yeah. Yeah. one with his reflections and some of the things of being able to keep and maintain your center mm-hmm. and navigate change. Yeah. And disruption is ultimately change. Right, that's and, what it and is. And we tend to be resistant to change. So people have to go through disruption in order to get into discovery. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about discovery. What's that process like of discovering what you love and what what you say your seat of genius is? Right. So again, is number one, you, you have to embrace the disruption. <clears throat> because once you do, you be, you can you can start to respond appropriately to the truth. And there there are two things, Shannon, that I love about the truth. Number one, truth is truth, whether you decide to believe it or not, mm-hmm. right? And then number two, once you know the truth, the truth demands a choice. And so wow. you you don't have we don't have the luxury. That's really good. We could yeah. stop right there. We could stop right there. Huh? The, Just the truth demands a choice. Demands a choice. Right. And so when disruption happens. You are being presented with the truth of your situation in that moment. And you don't have the luxury of shrinking away from that. But, wow. but now you have a choice. And, and so you can embrace that choice to now um, move forward through the disruption, right? <clears throat> and, and what's moving through the disruption? It's discovery. Okay, wow. you, you're, we're naturally placed in a situation where we no longer are depending on the things that got us there. And there, there's a book that's called What Got You There Won't Get You There or What Got You Here Won't Get, get You, you there. there. And and so in this moment we're we're not allowed we don't we don't have the um you know like I, I always say the luxury of using the stuff that happened and worked in the past to to prepare us to thrive in what the new season requires. And so you have to embrace discovery. And and here's here's what how I, I define discovery. I define discovery as the as the practice of self mastery, mm-hmm. and and what that means is not getting too you know off in the in the clouds and things, but basically we're called to 
exercise, you know, three rituals or routines in this in this ever ever growing process of of discovery of self mastery. Number one, we have to become aware. Self awareness is mission critical. We have to practice self awareness, being able to look at ourselves kind of in a third party position and look objectively at the situation we're in and uh, and not jump to conclusions on what things mean, but allow ourselves space enough to see how we're showing up. Because once we understand that, then we know how to navigate. Okay, so self-awareness is important in self-mastery. And then number two, <clears throat> we have to, what I call, live congruently. Mm-hmm. And, and being in congruence, meaning we have to continue to line up our beliefs and our behaviors to the desired outcome that we want. Okay, and if you, if you, if you can imagine, um, you know, have you ever you know, shot a gun or a bow and arrow? Uh, archery, you've ever done that? I would like to shoot a gun. Okay, uh, and, uh, and shoot a bow, <laughs> bow and arrow very soon. Well, I think I think you'll you'll get this conceptually. Um, whenever whenever you're at the gun range or or all, um, you have two sights on a gun. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, the 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 object is to line up those two sights on the barrel of the gun with the bullseye of the target. Right. Right. And so um, when you do that, then you're more likely to hit that target. But if the two sights are not aligned no matter how good of a shot you are, you'll never hit the target, right? Because you need to have, it's, it's physics, you need to have those two, uh, those two bits or, or aims lined up. And that's, that's the alignment. That's the alignment we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the alignment that those two, those two uh, um, you know, arrows or, or markers for us are our beliefs and our behaviors. When our beliefs and our behaviors are lined up to the target of our desired outcome, that's when we increase the chances and the odds of us hitting the bullseye. So beliefs and behaviors, beliefs and behaviors, attitudes, actions. Those are the two levers that we've been blessed with, no matter who we are or the situation we're in, regardless of talent or anything. God has gifted us with with the ability to believe and the ability to behave. Yeah. Okay. And so we have to steward those two things appropriately and make them congruent or consistent with the beliefs and the behaviors that are congruent with our desired outcome. Wow. We have to do, we have to adopt new beliefs many times and new behaviors in order to line ourselves up with what the what what our outcome our desire wants. Yeah. Okay, so that's number 2 in self-mastery. Mm-hmm. And then number 3 is is live decisively. Live decisively. Um, and and basically what that means is close the gap between what you know to do you know, and what you're currently doing, you know, closing the gap between doing, um, knowing what to do and then doing what it is we know. Stop pretending that you don't know. Right. Because a lot of times that that's the thing. What are you pretending not to know? Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. We don't have to know. A lot of times we allow ourselves permission not to take action in the moment because um, we can justify to ourselves that, oh, we don't know what is required four or five steps down the road. When that's not our responsibility, right? We have to. Do, scripture tells us we have to take, um, be, be responsible for what we have right now, and so what we have to do is be faithful to being decisive in doing again what we can with what we have right where we are. And if we're faithful to doing that, we'll begin to make progress, and momentum will take over, and then pretty soon we'll be catapulted, you know, in the direction of our ambition, our desired outcomes, our goals, our dreams. 
I love that. Um, there's a statement that Oprah makes where she says she just prays and says, God, just show me the next right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Just the next right thing. That's it. Because we can get so caught up yeah. in the future yeah. trying to control right. and manipulate the outcome mm -hmm. instead of being in that flow. And, yeah. and I've always believed the Holy Spirit is structure and flow. Mm -hmm. There's there's the structure. Like you said, the faith demands a corresponding action. The truth calls forth a choice right but then there's a part of it that is uncertain mm -hmm. where you have to be open and you have to make room for what you don't know because revelation comes with movement yeah it comes with motion i was just sharing with you about how we were out in the the wind we were on the windmill forest out in the middle of the desert and the first law of thermodynamics you know energy is not recreated or destroyed it's it's transferred it's, it's transferred yeah, it's, yeah, it's and exchange. so many of us as you even say this we're in our minds and we're like but how but how can i make you know 10k a month how can i do we we get so stuck on the how right. and and i love bishop yeah. joseph garlington because he says if you want to walk by faith you better get the how out of here. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not always the how that we control, but we control the surrendered yes to saying, I do want to be in alignment mm -hmm. with what my calling is and what my purpose is and the way God wants to reflect the uniqueness of his spirit through me. Right. Right? Yeah. And so that's what we're talking about is this, but the disruption, people are feeling that and they don't know what it is. Yeah. They're like, am I going crazy? Nothing's working, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty when, when the old way is torn down, so that something new can rise. Right. And, and that's, again, that's where self-awareness is so important. Mm -hmm. Because in, in times of disruption where, you know, we're, everything is upside down or sideways and stuff that we used to be able to count on, we can't count on anymore. It's important for us to be able to step back and look at the terrain from a perspective that is most useful. I like yeah. Ariel. Right. Like, I like to rise above it. Yeah. Like, you know how it's like the transcendence. Mm -hmm. I like to go above it. Because yeah. I think that's where Jesus lived. He lived above. Right. And so it's like when you go above and you look down, you're like, oh. Yeah. But here's smaller. the thing. As 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 expressions and, and being fully devoted, mm -hmm. um, you know, the life and teachings of Jesus, he practiced both macro and micro thinking behavior okay talk about that all right because it's it's one thing to to be able to stand out and and stay at that birds that fifty thousand foot bird's eye view mm -hmm. or from the, the view from the mountaintop where you can see the complete picture mm -hmm. that's important and and that's necessary but then how do you walk it out but exactly mm -hmm. you know what's what's going to make the transformation happen is the action the faithful action you take so that's that's not that's not macro vision that's micro vision mm -hmm. And so we, we have to get used to um, vacillating back and forth, stepping out, seeing the macro picture, knowing, okay, let's calibrate, let's see if we're still lining up to our true north. Once we get our coordinates, dive back into the micro action. When do you know that you're out of alignment? Like what are some of the clues that hit you that say, I need to reset? Well, one thing, life has instant feedback mechanisms built right in. Okay, That's so true. so if if you are, are are bumping up and stubbing your toe over and over again, you know, by the same thing, guess what? That's that's an indication. And, and here's the thing, um, you know, Shannon, you've heard me say this before. Uh, you know, lessons will be repeated until they're learned. And so it's not about okay, I don't I don't know right. what to do, or I don't know what why I keep 
you know, finding, you know, why do I keep attracting these kind of guys? Why do I keep finding myself in these circles? Why are you trying to share our conversation (laughs) that we were having before we got on here to be professional? No, no. But you know, but, but you, I'm, I mean, people who are right. listening to this, no, they can they it. can relate to that. Yeah, you know? for sure. Why do I find myself in these situations over and over again? Well, mm-hmm. it's because God allows those lessons to be repeated until they are learned and mastered, like you said. Right. Whatever part of me I'm supposed to master, and I think you spoke about denial. Mm-hmm. We can deny it. We don't have to. We yeah. all. God is free, and so are we. Right. right? He's yeah. not going to be controlled by formulas. We can't be controlled. And so the beautiful thing is, is that we are free to choose this path. Mm -hmm. But if we deny it, we're denying the ability to know parts of ourselves that will never be unveiled. They'll never be revealed to us. We'll never see ourselves as clearly as we can. Here's something that God just shared with me and hit me hard, but I receive it. And I'll just I'll just share it from Mm -hmm. our, you know, our our birthright. We have all of us have a birthright to walk deeply and to to walk with strength and freedom in our calling okay it is our birthright but if we choose not to exercise that birthright we forfeit that birthright and destine ourselves to live our lives as just another part of someone else's dream you know that we we are the dream that god's given us the vision that god's given us is our birthright but if we forfeit that birthright, we abdicate ourselves to, to living out our days as just a part of someone else's dreams. And, and so the question that a guy's that hit me hard. That makes me want to weep. Yeah. You know, God's like, do you want to be a cameo, you know, in somebody else's, you know, uh, dream? Wow. Someone else's vision that, that they are going all out for? Or, or do you want to walk with me? Double down and and be you know uh, you know a part of this epic story, mm-hmm. my epic story. You know what what is your subplot in in my epic story, and and do you want to own that part? And the, and the answer is yes. I think I think we all do, and uh, and and that's that's why I'm I'm on this this new mission. I'm become you know this is my my William Wallace and manifesto you know call <laughs> mission now. Right. Is is to is to invite people to wake up and then to own um, not only just who we are in 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 in, in Christ and in in uh, our relationship with the Lord, but to own the gifts, the value added contribution that we're able to make um, to changing the world around us. And you know the thing I love about gifts, spiritual gifts, they increase with use. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, material things decrease right. with use, but yeah. spiritual gifts they increase yeah. Yeah. with use. Yeah. And I think you can see that if you follow somebody's path, like that gift increases because you you need more, so you're given more. Mm-hmm. The other thing is because we talk so much about self esteem, and a lot of self esteem is feeling competent mm-hmm. that you can actually do it. The other part of it is the self-worth piece that says, I actually deserve something mm-hmm. that is better. You spoke about freedom, mm-hmm. which is an important value to me as well. Why do you think so many people fear the responsibility of freedom? Okay, let, let me ask, well, uh, I'll answer the question quickly. We, we, we shy away from freedom because of two things, fear of failure, fear of success. Okay, so let's put a bookmark in that for a minute. I want to address something you said. You said something about conviction and courage. Right. You mentioned those two things. And many times, you know, we make the mistake and think we need, 
we need the uh, you know the, the courage. I mean, not you didn't say conviction. You said um, cur- uh, courage and competency. A, well, self esteem. Self esteem speaks to the competence. Competence. Like, right. Can I do it? Competence and courage. Right. Right. Um, we get tripped up in thinking we need to have the competence and the courage first before we can do. Right. And and I I push back on that because uh, instead of those two things first, we need conviction. Okay, conviction trumps courage all the time. You don't you don't you can be a coward and and still be willing to because of your convictions just show up and allow God to move through you. That's really good. So you you don't need courage and you don't need to be competent. You know, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the one he calls, right? Mm-hmm. And so so you don't have to be competent even yet. Right? But what, what, what's required is the, is the conviction that you can make a what I call vision decision, meaning grab hold of that vision mm-hmm. that's always in our mind, in our heart, and then decide to, to make a decision that prompts daily action um, that, that honors that, that lives that out. Okay, that's, that's the conviction that, that we're called in. And if we just bring conviction to the table consistently, we can we can see God's magic work in and through our life. Because it seems like conviction is the prompting to make a decision. Well, yeah, right? yeah. Because once you're convicted, and once, that's the truth. Yeah, and, then you have to make a choice. Yeah, and and then and if you live in that conviction, no one can deny your conviction. No, no one can. De- and then as you as you as you can begin to walk that out, you know your testimony is being written in real time. And then no one can deny your testimony. No one can de- 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 can deny the results you are getting in your own life. And so from that, from from that position, you're able to now share your gift, and uh, and and it can't be denied. I love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And wow, that's just part one. Yeah, <laughs> just part one. <laughs> so let's go into these four steps. Okay. So. The, the, the title's pretty provocative, but I did that on purpose because I think everybody can, if we're real, and, and I'm in a season where I'm like, this is real to me, you know, and, and this is, this is okay, this is like God says, Byron, I've allowed you to repeat this lesson, and it's, it's time to double down. And so um, this, this idea of, you know, for most people, um, if you ask them, hey, if you, could, if you could make six figures, you know, 10K a month, doing and sharing what it is you love, being completely who you are, unapologetically, doing and sharing what it is you love, would you want to do it? Most people would say yes, right? Yeah. Most people would say yes. And so that's, that's how I present it because that, that, is the, that is just the tip of the iceberg. That, that is what is, is pretty, pretty attainable if we're willing to, again, double down in conviction and then combine that with um, what I call F&A attitude. You know, you've, you've heard the slang F&A, right? When people say F&A. Look, we got, we, we got Melinda, know, so. <laughs> the spiritual gangster, coming on in a little bit. So I'm like, oh, we going to go there already? Yeah. No, so, we're waiting on her. <laughs> so you must mean something else. <laughs> yeah. So, so F&A, F&A is a term that I've created that's, that's, uh, that's called focus and action. Okay. That's what F&A is, 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 is if we d- decide to, again, double down on these two levers that God has given us, the ability to focus and the ability to take action based upon the conviction that was provoked by a vision, a dream that he's given us, then, then things, be, transformation just happens in spite of us. 
in our life. Right. And so, so that's that's the, the that's the call to action. That that's the call to to steward our our, our focus and and our actions, our behaviors, in order to to make that happen. Does that so make sense? It makes total sense. I feel like we live in a culture uh, where there's there's a spirit of passivity mm-hmm. and anxiety and comparison. And I even had a conversation with one of my sons the other day. You know, he, he just said, Mom, I had to disable my Instagram. He mm-hmm. said, their dad has given them a yeah. respite summer, like yeah. rest. Yeah. And so he said, you know, dad wants us to rest and reset this summer, but I feel like everybody's moving fast and they're posting and I'm losing. And he mm-hmm. he was like, it's making me anxious. Yeah. And I said, honey, you know we value a hidden season, mm-hmm. right? A season where you're off the grid. So when your head is on a swivel, right? Mm-hmm. And you're looking around at what everybody else is doing or seeming to do, then you're talking about focus and action. You're naturally disciplined. Well, no, no, it's not. And, and here's the thing. Disciplined, here's my definition of discipline. All right. Discipline is demonstrating your decision on a daily basis. And I remember this from years ago when you taught right. this. That's yeah. what. So, so, so there's people like I need more discipline. I need more discipline. And uh, discipline, the way it's always been understood and motivation, they're overrated and they're they're finite things. Um, the way I've chose to redefine, you know, discipline, it's no, just decide to demonstrate the decision you've already been made that you've already made on a daily basis. Right. Every and single day. And I say day, that about you because you're an athlete. Right, You right. wake up early. And then yeah. the world around you, if you're consistent with that, the world around you will start to label you discipline. That's right. it. So so we can't get tripped up on that. But but going back to, um, okay, making 10K, doing and sharing, doing and sharing the stuff that you love. So, so you know, I, I, I truly believe that, that we're all, if we want, if, at the end of the day, we, we want to get paid to be us, you know, who God's created us to be unapologetically, right? And but but there there is there are are I've identified just in my study and my research, looking at people who are at the top of their game, no matter what industry or discipline or whatever it is, um, you know, there there are four things. There there are four things that are common denominators. They show up in, in everyone. And, and these are the four things that, that I, I call kind of the four pillars to getting paid to be you, the paid to be you formula, if you will. Okay. Number one, you as a, as, a, as a practitioner, you have to take time to identify who it is you're called to serve. Number two, you've got to take time to identify the pressing or painful problem you're called to solve. Right. Okay. And then number number three, you have to take time, and this is where a lot of people get tripped up, and we'll break these things down in a minute, but you have to validate before you create. All right. And, and we'll, we'll unpack what that means. And then finally, um, you've got to learn how to win before you begin. Wow. Okay, so okay, number so one. Okay, so let's, let's say those four yeah, one more time, uh, right. and then we're going to go we're, we're into them on part them. two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just, just repeat them just one re- more time, yeah. and so, you guys so, stay tuned. So, so, these, so this, these are the four pillars to getting paid to be you. If you want to get paid to be who you are, doing and sharing the stuff that you love, you have to do these four things. Number one, you have to decide, get clear about who it is you're called to serve. Okay. You have to understand what problem are you going to be celebrated for solving. Okay. You have to validate your idea before you create your idea. And then you have to know how to win before you begin. 
All right. So listen, as a person who has been blessed and fortunate for the past, I don't know, seven or eight years to do a six-figure income from home, that 10K a month is something that's a reality for me. And I understand that exactly everything Byron just shared is is real. Um, and I want everybody to feel that kind of freedom if they feel called to that, especially those of you who have children and you, you may be feeling a little trapped in the cubicle. So stay tuned because on part two, Byron is actually going to unpack these four principles and give us some practical, uh, workable things that we can start to implement right away. And then also for those of, you, uh, those of you in the California area, we are going to invite you out to a very special day. I'll be joining Byron as he breaks down a amazing workshop and we're gonna extend an offer to those on Worthy Radio that you guys don't wanna miss. So we'll see you on part two of four steps of launching a 10K a month business around who you are doing and sharing what you love. Thank you, Byron. We'll see you guys on the next show. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much for tuning in to part one with my special guest, Byron Davis. On tomorrow, Byron is going to give some really practical steps. He's going to break down these four steps to launching your 10K a month business around who you are doing and sharing what you love. And I want to encourage you to join our community on Facebook. Go over to The Worthy Tribe. You can sign up there. We are kicking off some amazing video sessions and coaching sessions uh, this week, actually. So go over there and join the worthy tribe. I'll see you there and I'll see you tomorrow for part two with Byron Davis.